On this episode, I'm going to talk about the five dangerous assumptions that you are making every single day and you need to snap out of it. Stay tuned. I'm Andrea Maxim, and this is the Profitable Practice Podcast made for practitioners who are ready to build a six-figure practice with a million-dollar impact that also lets you close your laptop and be present with your family anytime you want to. Together, we will challenge the antiquated ways of running a practice. We'll merge our brick and mortar online and build, systemize, and grow as maximized practitioners. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? I had this idea. My word for 2021 is manifest. And so one of the things that I've been doing to help manifest things, to help work on manifestation, to help work on the energy side of my business, which is the place that I've wanted to be for the past 10 years and finally am, is I've been doing muse meditations every single night, almost every single night for 10 minutes right before I go to bed. And during those um, sessions, I will do my three gratitudes. So um, I'm grateful for a $50,000 month grateful for my $500,000 year. And I'm grateful that I attracted 360 new patients into my business. And so I say that every single night at the very beginning of my meditation. And then the rest of the time I'm trying to silence my, um, my talking mind and allowing this to be a place of inspiration. And you all know exactly what I'm talking about. When you silence the talking mind or the thinking mind, like when you're in the shower, when you're out for a walk with your dog or your kids, probably not your kids, <laughs> let's use the dog example. When you are sitting on the toilet, you have your best ideas. I will often even have my best ideas if I wake up in the middle of the night. I have a hard time falling back to sleep right away. It usually takes me about a half an hour. And so um, I will just lie there in bed and my brain will be empty and then I'll have all of these crazy ideas. So I always keep my phone next to me so that if in the middle of the night, I just can quickly write a reminder to myself. But at the end of my meditations, I always have my journal in front of me for when these ideas come because the ideas that you need, the ideas that you're looking for, the support that you are looking for will always come in the silence. So this idea came in the silence for me yesterday and I did a reel on it on my Instagram at Andrea Maxim ND. And immediately I was getting comments from people. So you always know you're doing something right when people not only like it, but they actually comment. So despite the fact that it didn't get a huge amount of views in a short period of time, it got nine likes, it got four comments, like people were really leaning into the messaging behind it. So I'm going to do a more elaborate kind of spiel on the same topic. And that topic are the five assumptions that I know you are making in your practice every single day. And you need to stop it. You need to stop it right now because it is not serving you. And most importantly, it is not serving your patients or clients. Because when we make assumptions, we are either taking away um, the ability for someone to make an educated decision on their own, immediately you are because you're assuming things about their results or about their ability to take action to get those results. And two, 
you are, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. So when you make assumptions, one, you are taking away their ability to make an informed decision. Two, you're taking away perhaps the treatment plan or test or option for them that actually will give them the results that they want, that they are the most aligned with or resonating with. And if you don't present it, you are not doing your job as a healer, as a practitioner, as a teacher, as a guide, as a motivator, because you are keeping that information to yourself because of these assumptions that you're making. So we're gonna go over all five of them and I'm gonna elaborate on each of them. So the first one, of course, is the most common one that we always make is, I don't think that this person can afford my treatment. They can't afford my visits. I want to raise my rates, but I don't think people can afford me. I want to offer them a program but if it isn't covered by insurance, I don't think they're gonna be able to afford my program. I wanna do more group um, support, but then it can't be charged through insurance. This is something that a lot of the Canadian docs specifically struggle with is we think that if it's covered by insurance it's an easier sell, which is true. But we also know people like Michelle Paris that are putting together like um, community programs that aren't covered by insurance and women are loving it. That's why she's able to franchise this out. So we make these assumptions that people aren't going to be able to afford our services. One, that forces us to devalue our rates. One of my favorite elite members um, over the three months that we were working together she not only raised her, her initial rates once, but actually twice. Um, and the second time happened in like a four week period. So she went from charging what most docs do to saying, now my initials are gonna be 350 and that's just what it's gonna be. And I followed up with her a few weeks later and she's like, no one is giving me any flack. No one's giving me any trouble, like we're good. And now she's raised it to even $500 for an initial to include her unique branded protocol that we developed together inside the elite level membership. And now she's charging $500 for the initial. So when you start to lose this assumption that I know you are making about your rates, then you are going to lose that potential connection with someone because it is not your job to determine where they value their health how much they value their health, and how much they're willing to spend for their health. The counter example that I always love to give is people have money to spend on things that don't serve them at all, all the time. People were spending thousands of dollars back in the day um, on vacations that lasted a week. And most of the time they came back more stressed out than when they left. People are spending hundreds of dollars on a pair of pants. They are spending hundreds of dollars on ordering food into their house. They, I think there was something like, people were spending $1,500 over the shutdown on like Uber Eats a month. People will find ways to spend their money and more often than not, especially now, they are looking for ways to spend their money. They're buying $3,000 Peloton bikes just because they're now exercising from home and that just seems like the next logical step in, in losing weight. And we all know that that's not, it's just the luxury way of doing it. People are buying technology, like Apple, I think like 
quadrupled their profits over the shutdown because people were buying more tech. People will find ways to spend their money. And if they value health, they will spend it with you. If you create that connection with them, they will happily spend it with you. So don't make any assumptions on what people can afford unless they genuinely talk to you and say, is there a way that we can work this out? Can we do X, Y, or Z payment plan? Can we like put this on a bit of a sliding scale? For sure. Then it's on the table, but don't make that assumption until they actually bring that up. Um, the second one is testing. So that was a hard blocker for me to even overcome for the first couple of years in my business, because again, I didn't value myself. I didn't value um, my ability to treat people well. And I knew that the testing was going to get us there faster, but I didn't feel confident to pitch that type of testing. And we're talking like $300, sometimes as, as high as like $650 for one test. It comes easily to me now because I have taken my ego out of the conversation and we have a really great strategy to kind of lay everything out. So with our GAP protocol, which is our unique branded methodology, which is something that I strongly encourage all of my MPP members to do, to create, to stand out, we've documented all of the steps on each one of those pillars, the gut adrenal thyroid pillar. And with each of those pillars, we have the prices clearly laid out. So when we're in front of a patient, we say, look, this is the comprehensive GAP protocol. Here's where the pricing is coming from. We just check mark all the little boxes. People can clearly see where the investment is coming from. And when you present it in a place of empathy, of this test will give us the answers that you're looking for. So you don't have to waste time. You don't have to dick around. You don't have to spend more on guessing with more visits with me, supplements and the like. Um, this is going to get you there, like give you the answers that you're looking for when you take yourself out of that conversation and you just transparently show people what it's going to cost to get to where they want to go faster they're less likely to have resistance and sometimes it's a full no and that's okay but it is your job to show them what the tests are that you think would be the most beneficial for them and tell them what the cost is and don't tell it to them in a timid way don't tell it to them in a very like voice shaky way it's, it's just, this is what it is. If you want to do the GI map test with us, it's 640 bucks. That's just what it is. If you want to do hormone testing, it's going to be anywhere from 395 to 475. That's just the way that it is. And, and then people are like, okay, cool. I get it. If we can get it covered through insurance. Amazing. If we can't more and more people are, are paying out of pocket gladly because they want the answers. And that is so fine. So now we're going to talk about follow-up. So this is the third assumption that a lot of people make. And I, I've caught a lot of, again, newer practitioners doing this. And it is okay that you're doing this. But I'm going to try to wake you up out of this as quickly as I can. And that is when you have a conversation about a treatment plan, um, a protocol, a program that you're creating, lab testing, supplements, you name it and they say no in that initial conversation, then you just assume that it's a no forever. And that is never the case. So what we do is again, we don't push, 
we don't force, we don't make it sort of like a mandatory thing that they have to commit now or, you know, their health will never get better. But we'll just say, okay, I'm so fine with that. Can I put that down as a follow-up conversation we can have in a month or two? Maybe in a month or two, things will change. You know, you will have seen whether this treatment plan that we're working on works or not. And, um, and then maybe you'll want to lean into the testing or maybe your financial, um, uh, financial issues will be resolved by that time. Like we don't know what's gonna happen in a couple weeks, a couple months. So I just gen gently say, I'm just gonna put this down as a future plan and we're gonna revisit this later. And more often than not, when you position it that way, they're like, okay, cool. Like it's not off the table. It's just not gonna happen today. That's fine. But then it's my job to follow up with them and say, hey, do you remember we talked about the hormone test back in our initial visit? What do you think about, <clears throat> excuse me, <coughs> what do you think about doing that now? Or do you remember we talked about that whole gut healing program and it was about $150, $200? What do you think about doing that now based on where you're at in your journey at this point? And then oftentimes they're like, yeah, you know what? I think it's time. Everything is good now or whatever the case may be. Let's do it. And if it's still a no, it's still a no. But it was your job to continue to remind people about what their options are. It is never, ever, ever up to the patient or client to remember everything that you talked about because they're usually overwhelmed by the end of your visits. Um, and it's your job to always remind them of what their options are. So this comes to assumption number four, which is being afraid to email and a very, very common worry. But again, you're losing this massive form of communication, this massive ability to remind people about what your services are, what promos are going on, what you're launching, what's new about the office, reminding them about seasonal things. Like we just did um, one single email on Sunday, which was six days ago, about allergy season. And we have had so many people like comment, book in, ask us about how we support allergies naturally. Like you have to email your audience. You have to email your patients. And that email has to be structured in such a way that it's not a generic newsletter email. Those are such a waste of everyone's time, quite frankly, where you have like four or five different rows of new things that are going on in the office. It's overwhelming. People kind of glaze over. Those emails need to be very, very focused on one particular outcome. So if you have to send out five in a week so that each email has its own very clear outcome, cool. If you, if you only need to send out one, amazing. But you should not be having multiple actions that are needing to be taken on that email. However, emailing your people once a month is not good enough. I know email is getting saturated. I know people are getting annoyed with it it doesn't matter. Email is still king. People are still making thousands of dollars off of email. Every time we do a beta launch with our elite level member, they make two to 4K on four emails every single time. People are still checking their emails. Even if they don't open your email, you are popping up top of mind and they are reminded about you. And if you let too much time go by, then you will get forgotten. So you need to be leaning into emailing at least once a week for whatever the reason is, even if it's just, hey, I just went on Instagram Live, go check out my video. 
do that. But the emails are very, very important. And it is an asset that you can't just let collect dust on a shelf. Um, every email you get is like getting money into your marketing bank. And you need to be nurturing those emails. And then five. And this is kind of summarizing everything that we've already talked about. But this is, again, um, you assuming that if you lay out all of the options for your patient or client, that they will get too overwhelmed and they won't know how to make a decision. And so, therefore, you hold a lot of your cards to your chest and you just think, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll play these cards when I feel that the time is right. Again, there's different ways of presenting all of the information to make it a lot less overwhelming. If you're just doing it by mouth, yes, no one is going to remember half of the things that you say because people are always just half listening. But if you present it on a very easy sheet with little check boxes, with like a quick note that you can make that they can take home with them, they are much more likely to be like, okay, cool. I see where we're going. I see why I have to make such an upfront investment, or I see why I have to invest in these tests, or I see why these supplements are important. Cool, I get it. Again, it is your job to give your patients or clients the most informed decision that they can make every single time. Because every time that I don't do that, and I wish that I had, because I assumed that it wasn't the right test, or I assumed that it wasn't the right protocol, we will end up wasting months, come back to what I originally kind of didn't want to present, and that ends up being the solution to all of their problems. So I have learned the hard way. I am teaching or I'm hoping to tell you to don't do as I've done, do as I'm telling you to do right now, and stop making these assumptions. So I'm going to summarize all of them again. One is um, that they can't afford your treatment plan, your program, your group offering, whatever. They will value health if they value health and they will find a way to um, pay you. So don't make that assumption. Two, don't make an assumption that they can't afford testing because more often than not, the people that we attract the most are the ones that want answers. They want answers quick. They don't want to dick around. They don't want to be taking supplements for no reason. They want to know what's going on. They will do the test. Three, um uh follow up don't let the no today be the the cemented no for tomorrow you need to follow up you need to remind people about your previous conversations you need to remind people about your other services you need to remind people about your protocols about your group programs every single visit it is your job to remind them it's not their job to prompt you and that's where the future plan comes in four email follow up nurture those emails, let them know what's going on in your office every single week. It is your responsibility to treat those emails like gold because they are gold. And if you wait monthly or you forget all the time or you just don't put value in it, you're losing out on massive recurring revenue, especially from past patients or clients. It is way more expensive for you to acquire new ones than it is for you to nurture the current ones you already have. And five, don't hold any cards at the chest. Lay out the entire hand 
and let them choose what they want to do, what they don't want to do, what they want to do now, what they want to do in the future. That is your job. Your job is to always give them as much of an informed decision as you can. So I would love to hear from you how this is landing. If this is waking you up, if you remember back in the day when you used to make all those assumptions and now you're not, please let me know um, by just commenting, you know, hitting me up on Facebook, Instagram at Andrea Maximendi. And, uh, and I just want to hear from you. I don't want to make sure that this is working. So what you can do in the meantime is download my Maximize Practitioner Handbook. The link is in the show notes. And that will walk you through a lot of those limiting beliefs and success blockers that a lot of you have and I don't want you to have. I want you to follow in my footsteps and, and run down the path that I've created. And of course, if there's any way that I can support you in particular, book that 30-minute game plan call with me. We'll chat about what's working, what isn't working, and how I can support you. And that is what I'm always here for. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Leave a review and drop me a message on Instagram at AndreaMaximND as I love hearing from you. Just so you know, we also host the video version of most of our episodes on MaximizedBusiness.ca. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.